You're listening to Wet Shaving Talk, powered by Sharpologist.com, where we're dedicated to preserving the art and skill of classic shaving. I'm your host, Joe Burley, and today is February 27th, 2023. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Final show of February, believe it or not. February is the the shortest month of the year, and it's gone by very quickly. I can I can tell you that. And we're gonna for the for this show today, we're gonna wrap up uh, Titanium Month. That's right, guys. We were talking about titanium items, titanium uh, uses in wet shaving, and now we're gonna wrap it up with some collectible titanium razors and some and some. Uh, titanium razors that are still in production that you can purchase or or take a look at if you're interested. Uh, there was a really interesting meetup in Razor Emporium this this weekend. I mean, honestly, I saw a lot of stuff online on Instagram and I saw it on their website as well. Some lives. It was really interesting, guys. I mean, I love going to meetups. This one looked really good. And is February the month of sabbatical? I'll tell you a little bit more about that when we get to that part of the of the show. And after wet shaving, traditionally wet shaving, does going back to cartridges not feel as bad? And finally, we'll we'll finish the podcast off this this week with a week with Mitchell's wool fat. I spent a week with Mitchell's wool fat, and I'll tell you the results. It's been a while since I re- since I saw that classic since I've used that classic soap. I tried it again, and I used it for a full week. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you my thoughts. So without further ado, guys, let's get on with the show. So moving on to for Titanium Month, wrapping up Titanium Month, I wanted to finish it off with some collectible titanium razors. And these razors are just basically, these are made of 100% of titanium. So I did not use just, uh, well, actually one of them only has the head of the razor made of titanium. But the rest of them, uh, for the most part, are made of 100% titanium, from my knowledge. Now, I've been known to be wrong here and there, but I know for a fact most of these are. And, you know, after we talked about the how titanium razors are actually, you know, how they weigh, they're a little bit lighter than steel, but they're a little bit heavier than other, other uh, like than aluminum or something, still strong, still strong metal. And uh, they do create a great polish. They're also very, very uh, sought after for collectors collectors like just because i would say one the metals of course it's a more expensive metal to produce it's a harder metal to produce and it's also lesser quantities meaning less razors so i have a list here of a few titanium razors that are collectible and then i have a few here that are also still in production that you can still purchase to this day if you want and i can tell you have owned a couple of titanium razors they are very fun to use i do enjoy them but will they change your life in wet shaving? Will they shave that much differently? Uh, actually, no, they won't. And in some cases, some of, some people prefer like stainless steel or aluminum over titanium. So remember, it's always it's always preference, and your mileage uh, may vary on any wet shaving or anything really in general. So it's a, it's all in personal preference. But the best part is, if you purchase one, you can probably get back close to seventy five percent to hundred percent of, if not more of your money so if you buy one you try it out know that you could probably sell it or trade it for other things and not lose anything really on it so that's why they're very very in demand so a few razors to start off with one the most collectible titanium razor actually is a hybrid it's only has the head of it was only titanium the wolfman bbs1 ti 
this razor was uh, only about 20 of them made. I've never seen one in person, but I have I have known of a few people that own them. It's also, in my experience, one of the most expensive safety razors to ever sell. Uh, I, rumors had it that somebody paid up utmost of almost $10,000 for one of these at one point. Uh, I do know of a confirmed sale of somebody spending $3,000 on one. So that's US uh, USD. So about 20 of these were made. Uh, the Wolfman BBS one, if you're, you know, I've talked about it many times. It's one of my favorite razors. Very, very limited stainless steel razor with only 421 made. Uh, also, 20 of these were made as well for um, for most of the, like the enthusiasts and stuff out there. Most of the friends of of uh, Wolfman of the Wolfman company. I received these and they've been traded off and sought after for a long time. Haven't seen much on them recently. But also from what I've heard, and that, as mentioned previously, this is one of the razors where people preferred the stainless steel version over over the the actual titanium version shaving-wise. So that's probably the most valuable titanium razor out there or, or most, I guess, the most f- fanfare on it or whatever uh, will be the Wolfman BBS 1TI. No serial numbers on this one as, as well, guys. So it's just a straight-up razor. Uh, with the he- just a stainless steel handle and the head. The Paradigm TI 1 and 2, there is about several hundred of these made. This razor is beautiful razor, unfortunately out of production, but if you get a chance to see one, uh, definitely try it out. Great shavers, great uh, polish on them. It's actually a polished titanium razor, which is, from what I've heard from the machinists, they say there's a real real difficult to polish these to a mirror polish beautiful razors uh they they were retailing about four hundred dollars and i don't think they've gone up much from that you've got regular wolfman ti razors which are the titanium ones they are back in production these razors were trading in in the thousands at one point but now that they're readily available you can get one brand new from wolfman i think for about starting at around five or six hundred dollars and then they go from you know up up from that uh, so very sought after they were going trading, they were being anodized, which means having the metal color changed to like blue or, or red or something like that. A lot of people were doing that and, uh, there are a lot of them out there. So you could, you could, and if you want one brand new, just sign up for the waiting list and you'll get one eventually. The Henson TI 22, great razor from a, a relatively newcomer to the wet shaving world, a great price. Timeless, so Timeless razors have been making titanium for a while now. Uh, they are also um, a lot of them been made uh, to order, so you can order, you can build your own razor, you can get your own aggressiveness if you want top cap and all that. You can pick that. So Timeless is around, very, very readily available. Uh, Blackland makes the the Blackbird in titanium as well. Carbon shaving, uh, the CXTI is a hundred percent titanium. They also do quite a few hybrids. Uh, carbon shaving was one of those razors that came out about 2019, 2018, I believe, around that time uh, for high-end razors. Lots and lots of uh, weird stuff they do. Well, weird and interesting metals that they use. Uh, this razor company is also very, they make uh, great shavers as well. Uh, Design 94 is one of the brands, uh, one of the lower-end brands. Chiseled Face came out with one a couple years ago. They have the titanium, uh, the Legacy Razor. Uh, the Shield Artist Club, which is available at Bull Goose. This is a single-edge uh, razor that uses Artist Club blades. And then you have the Carve CBR TI, which is a pre-order only razor. So those are just a few of the, the major 
titanium razors right now in, in today's world with a few of them that aren't in production anymore. Actually, only two of them aren't being made. But uh, really, they're fun to collect and they're fun to, um, to to really just to use as well and to have them right on your – I mean, what better way to shave with every day if you're going to do it than to do it with one of the – you know. One of the nicest metals or our most beautiful metals when it's polished, I'll tell you, out there. So that concludes Titanium Month, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any other cool titanium items that you wanted to share or that I missed, always feel free to email me at joe.wetshavingnews at gmail.com. All right, everyone. And now what was really cool is we had, you know, we talked about meetups coming up and, and more meetups now since the pandemic is pretty much over. This Saturday, the... This past Saturday, the Arizona Shavers, they met up at Razor Emporium. And there was a few vendors over there, a few major vendors over there. You had, you know, of course, Razor Emporium. You had um, Phoenix Artisan Accoutrements, which is right down the road there. And you had Wet Shaving Products, which is also based out of Arizona. So you got some three major uh, vendors, just artisans there to talk about their stuff, to sell some limited edition items. And also they did a shop tour. Of Razor Emporium, they went and did actually did a revamp. So they did like a plating demo. They showed everybody how they actually revamp a razor, so you can walk walk through the processes. Uh, Matt was able to to speak to that. Really, honestly, uh, you know, to think about how much goes into re- restoration of razors, right? You know, this guy Matt, um, he started his business I think out of his garage, just messing around with Gillette razors from a hobby of his, and then started investing in some equipment. And now he has a full-scale business and a warehouse of where he restores vintage shaving, shaving gear, right, to make it look brand new. And there's an actual, you know, there's a real big demand for it, right? It's been for years now. He's been doing this for well over 10 years. And this is the go-to place to go if you want something fixed. So, I mean, it's really cool to see a demo, to walk the shop, to see how they actually plate the razors, how they take them apart, and how they fix them as well. So I, I was really um, impressed with we're seeing some of the stuff online. Definitely something I want to experience in the future. So if you're in the Phoenix area, I think this is the second year or third year they've done it at this week. They've done this before, especially in the last week of February. So definitely want to see that. Very cool. In addition to that, they had like lunch. They had like more demos. They had booths out there. I know that Douglas Smythe from Phoenix Artisan Accoutrements was there talking to everybody, doing a lot of Facebook lives and just going over his products and how they're and, and just showcasing, you know, where you can actually see and smell everything that he makes all on one table. And a couple other vendors there as well, you know, old time vendors. Uh, so we can actually, you know, just talk and have fun again. You know, it's something that we haven't been able to do in the last few years. And now it seems that we can get back to it. So for you, for those of you who are in attendance, I hope you had a blast. It look, sure looked like it. And for those of us who had to watch from the sidelines, we got to get off the we got to get off the, the the bench and get in right. Moving along, guys, uh, is February the month of sabbatical? What does sabbatical mean? Well, that means a lot of wet shavers use sabbatical as, hey, I'm not going to buy anything this month, right, or this time. Could be a month, could be a week, could be a day, could be a year. And you know, I was just going through the forums as I usually do about every day or a couple days. I just start searching around, see what's going on in the wet shaving world. And I, I noticed on like three or four of the, of the major forums, like the first five posts were sabbatical posts. I'm like, whoa, I've never seen that before. So looking at so many people going sabbatical, and then I kept scrolling down. I know, and I'll be honest, on Badger and Blade, there was like eight of them in the top 
maybe 100 posts, 60 posts, I don't know. But the first four were all about sabbatical. I'm on sabbatical and this is what I'm doing and this is how I'm using my stuff. I'm like, okay, well, not really something that I would probably post on online that often. But is February the month of sabbatical? Is this when people like just say, hey, I'm getting over the holidays. All the releases are kind of slowing down. It's that transition period from winter to, to spring sense. You know, do I just hold off and just not buy anything? And well, it sure looks like it. I was going to do a poll to find out if this is what other people do, but I'm, you know what, honestly, I think it's just, um, I, I think it's just timing. I think it's just, you know, we went through the holidays and everybody spent, you know, they spent their money then. And now they're going through, uh, you know, January for all the winter soaps that came out, right? All the winter soaps are still pretty well in stock and, and still in demand. And now you kind of in that transition period to the slow, slower season. It's spring is a slower season for scents, right? We know, Fall is the number one, winter number two, summer probably number three, and spring number four for the year in terms of new releases for seasonal scents. So I'm guessing February is the month of sabbatical, and a lot of people are holding off on buying stuff. So that's uh, kind of what I, I featured it this week. I was just wondering, there is like a ton, so many posts. If you have any thoughts on this, or if you're noticing the same thing, or if you have any reasoning why you're on sabbatical, Please feel free to, sh- to email me. I'd love to feature it on the show or talk about it uh, via email, because I just thought this was really, um, just thought it was really strange when I went on logged on uh, actually two days ago, and I was like, what? like the first four posts were all sabbatical posts, and then I kept scrolling down. There's like seven, eight, nine. I felt like there's a lot, and and not just one form in most of them. All right, guys, and have you ever? tried going back to a cartridge razor after traditionally wet shaving. Well, I have and a lot of other people have. And one thing is the results. Now, a few th- a few people go and they start doing traditional wet shaving for like a year, right? Or maybe two years or five years or six months, whatever it is. And you learn how to use a brush and a soap. Now, if you really spend time on knowing how to map your face out and learn how to shave properly, skin stretch techniques, or just using the proper technique period, right? The prep technique where you get a nice lather and, and you're, you really get it to an easy shave. Then a lot of guys will say, you know what, they might travel and they might take a cartridge razor with them. And then they said, wow, you know what, this thing isn't as bad as it used to be. I'm not getting caught up or I'm not getting, you know, you know, irritation like I used to. And that's because, you know, a lot of people didn't realize that they their technique was totally off and their prep was really bad. So a lot of guys report great results with cartridges after they learn how to traditionally wet shave. And this is why. One, you learn how to prep your face, meaning you're using proper... If you, if you add a brush and soap to a cartridge razor, it's going to work well, right? There's no way it won't because you're using that plastic, that, that goo stuff or the foam, which really doesn't, doesn't really get in there, right? It just doesn't really exfoliate like it should. It doesn't prep the face as well. It doesn't keep your face warm. You know, it's just, uh, it's just there, right? It just lubricates. So prep is the number one thing, I think, in my opinion, in anything with shaving, uh, let alone next to the sharpness of a blade. Uh, and also with cartridges, you know, using the technique, proper technique, you know, when you got a cartridge before, I used to just go right and push really hard on my face, right? I used to just use pressure to get it as smooth as possible. My face would hurt, whatever. And then it would be, you know, healed up probably about by about noon. I'd start looking normal by five o'clock. I got a five o'clock shadow, right? Uh, and 
A lot of people don't realize that when you use lighter pressure with a cartridge razor, it does work and it does work better. And especially if you use multiple passes as well, just like when you're using a traditional safety razor or straight razor. So one prep, your prep is improved. That's why it's a better shave, right? Your prep is number very, very important. Two, your technique is improved, right? You improve your technique by using less pressure, by using mapping your face differently, by maybe going, you know, uh, shaving sideways instead of against the grain in certain areas and with the grain instead of against the grain in certain areas because you know your face a little bit better. And then, of course, the quality of the products that you're using is much better as well. So can you go back to a cartridge razor and get great shaves after you've become a traditional wet shaver and you've learned the way? Yeah. If you if you adapt and you bring in your soap and your your brush and bring the same technique you used with the safety razor, you're going to get great shaves with a cartridge razor, believe it or not. And you'll be able to um, probably use them more often than not, right? If you want to go traveling, you don't have to worry about bringing a great safety razor with you that you might lose. You bring a, you can bring a Gillette, a Gillette Mach 3 or something like that, that you'll get a good shave and you don't have to worry about it getting, you know, confiscated or lost. And, uh, or just if you just, you know, you're in a rush and you need to do it one morning, you can do it quickly and, or not have to worry about it or not, and you get a great shave and not have to, and your face will, will, will thank you later for it. So yes, guys, it is possible to report great results with a cartridge razor after you've spent some time traditional wet shaving by incorporating your traditional wet shaving techniques with a cartridge razor. You can get some good shaves with it. And uh, you can also, I mean, honestly, there's nothing wrong with going back and forth here and there and trying out something new here, at, you know, as well. Or going back to your old method of shaving with your newfound, you know, knowledge. A lot of guys do that as well. So no, there's no, I know when I used to start, I used to feel like, hey, going back to a cartridge, I just felt like I'm going back in time or I'm making a mistake. But now these days now it's like, hey, look, if I'm traveling, I'll bring one. You know, it's not a big deal. Usually I bring like a very cheap uh, double-edged safety razor or something that I, I know that will I can get back like a, like a razor rock razor or something like that that if I lost it I can, you know it's no big deal not a lot of money invested but if I forget a razor or something like that does not you know you might have to pick up a cartridge and use it so remember to keep that brush and soap going or brush and cream and keep your prep keep your technique and you'll you'll do fine with a cartridge razor and finally guys I spent a week with Mitchell's wool fat, you know, using that old soap that I haven't used in years. I'll be honest. I mean, it is a staple wet shaving soap. It is a great soap. It does work. And some of us with all the artisan products today, there's so many artisan products. And, you know, you, you look at the newest releases and trying to, to try the newest thing and, and greatest scent or whatever. But sometimes you forget about the old classics. Now, Mitchell's Wolf Fat's been around a very long time, over about 100 years or so. And it's been a staple in many traditional wet shavers cabinets for years. I mean, prior to, you know, all these artisans coming out and, and, and you know, about 10, 15 years ago, there was only, you know, you had this, you had Vanderhagen, you had uh, Williams, you had a couple of other, like, you know, Trufin Hill, all those other ones out there that were, you know, around forever. And this is one of them that you could get readily. Well, and especially in, in the UK. So a week with Mitchell's Wolf Fat, I forgot how well this soap lathers. It is really a good lathering soap. It's got a strong, strong lather, very thick with a very minimal amount of water and minimal amount of time. It is a, it's a hard soap, 
very, very old fashioned. So like, I remember when I used to use it, it felt like I was going back in time uh, because it was just so like, it was so different compared to some of the artisan soaps you see today. I, I used it in my, um, with a, just a basic safety razor. Actually, I, so I was growing a beard for about a year and I took the beard off actually yesterday just because, you know, I'm going to, you know, I just, I just want to go back to normal, see if there's a change, see if I feel any better. So I shaved it all off with the Mitchell's Wolf Fat too. So I used it just to touch up for a while, but now I used my whole face uh, just this past day, a couple days ago. And I really miss this old classic. It is a classic. It lathers incredibly well. And also, it's such a hard soap. It's going to last for a while. One puck of it, you know, the refill puck I have, it might last me like a year if I use it every single day. So, honestly, miss that. Don't forget the classics, too, guys. I love the Artisan products. There's so many of them out there. But make sure you support the classic shaving stuff, too. Because, it's uh, you know, remember that they're, they've been around 100 years for a reason. They still work. And they still bring some of that nostalgia back to wet shaving. All right, everyone. That concludes our show for the week. You know, I hope I hope this uh, show found you well, and and that uh, all your shaves have been really, really good and prosperous and all that stuff for the past few months. I know it's getting out of the holidays. It's been difficult for everybody. You know, just getting through back to normal grind. But it seems like we're back full fledged and normal. And hopefully, the new normalcy is going back to the old normal, so we don't have to worry about you know the pandemic or anything like that anymore. I remember our show is powered by Sharpologist.com, which your father didn't teach you about shaving. A uh, special thanks to Mark, a.k.a. Mantic59, for everything that he does in the wet shaving community, and most of all, you guys, the listeners. Our next show will be on the 13th of March, and until then, shave straight and shave safe. Bye-bye now. <laughs>